0: Well, praise the Lord. How many of you love Jesus in this house today? We got any Jesus people in here? We got a few. Amen. We got a few. Praise the God. Well, if you if you have your Bible with you today, uh, Brother Drew told me if I was coming to dedicate the baby, I had to preach, so, um, and uh, Brother Drew and Sister Shelly came and stayed with us. Uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, and we had a conference in Texarkana, and uh, we had the greatest time. And and uh, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Me and brother Drew had to catch up, and um, I know everything now. Amen. I just know it all. And we uh, <laughs> we stayed up till three thirty the first night, and then we stayed up to four the next night. And and I, and I, was, I thought, brother Drew, I don't know if I can take much more. I mean, we just couldn't you know so i know it all i promise you i know everything that i need to know and and uh, while i was uh, we were visiting uh, I, I told Brother Drew. I said I've been preaching a new series at my church. I've never been a series preacher. As if you were here when I were here, you know that I, I'm just kind of a, a fly by the seat of my pants type preacher, and and I may wake up that Sunday and figure out I don't. You know, I mean that's just the way I am. And and uh, but but God give me a series. And and I was telling Brother Drew. I said that's what I'm planning on preaching uh, when I when I come up there. I'm, that's what I'm going to preach, and I'll get it started and I'll give you the notes. And you can finish it. That's what we'll do. Cause no way I could finish it. And uh, anyway, and and but I've been fasting and praying uh, this month, and and uh, the Lord wouldn't let me bring that message. I guess I'll just have to give him the whole thing and let him uh, give you the real good one. But y'all gonna get what God wants today, all right? Not really, what Tony wanted to do, um, and, and I really, I've learned a long time ago, if I try to preach what God wants me to preach, then he'll help me. If I preach what I want to preach, he'll sit on the front row and watch me, and that don't work out too well at all, and so uh, if you have your Bible this morning, we're going to be in First Kings chapter number 18, First Kings chapter number 18, and we're going to begin reading in verse number 36. 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 36. If you could stand one more time, I ask you to stand. If your legs work good enough to take and stand, uh, please stand. Um, they stood for the reading of the word and the word of God, and I don't think there's anything more important in the whole earth, on the whole, in the whole world, than the word of God. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 36. Are you there? Say Amen. Need a minute? Say, wait a minute. All right. If you had not found it by now, just fake it and find it when we get started. 1 Kings 18, 36. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel. And that I am thy servant, and that I've done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord, he is the God. The Lord, he is the God. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal. Let not one of them escape. And they took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. Father, I ask you this morning that you would anoint me, God. Lord, as an oracle of the living God, I pray, Lord, that your voice would be heard through mine today. Lord, this word has come to me, and so Lord, help me to deliver it today. Let me not speak as a scribe nor a Pharisee, but oh, Lord, I pray your voice would be be booming through mine today. God, give us ears to hear today what the Spirit has to say to each and every person in this house. Open the eyes of our understanding that we may see, Lord, what you want us to see and hear today. And I ask you to change us, God, by your word and through your spirit. Lord, I pray there'll be a mighty, a mighty moving of your spirit around these altars when this is over today. Change us, God. Mold us. Make us into your very image this morning. Lord, I take my right now when you said what I bind on earth i will be bound in the heavens. I bind everyday ever demon, ever evil, hindering spirit that might have walked up in here today. I bind you in the name of Jesus. And I I submit myself to God and I resist you. And you have to leave right here. You will not hinder this word of God today. And Lord, I loose the Holy Ghost of the living God in this place today. Let there be liberty, Lord. And I pray that there will be angels encamped around about us, and Lord, that you will be glorified. Your church will be edified, and let the demons be horrified today. God, we're going to praise you for what you're going to do, and I feel your presence already among us today. And Lord, I ask you now, just let your kingdom come. Let your will be done right here as it is in heaven, and we're going to praise you for it all, and we ask it in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. And everybody believes it would say... Amen and amen. You can be seated this morning (coughs) in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk about this morning from the subject just a a little while. I'm going to try not to be too long, all right? And I'm going to do my best to be like Elizabeth Taylor's eighth husband and not be before you long. And I'm a visitor, so I'm planning on getting me one of them ice creams uh, uh, after a while. Amen. I I am. But I want to talk this morning from the subject, when the fire falls. When the fire falls. Look at your neighbor and say, we need fire. We need it. We need it. We need fire. I, I, I know the last time I was here, I, I preached about the glory of God. And anytime you read about the glory of God, it's always Old and New Testament. It's represented by fire or a cloud. And a cloud by day and a fire by night. And and, and, and we need it. The glory of God is the presence, the manifest presence of God. And I, I told you before. I don't know if you remembered it so I'm going to tell you again all right and a uh, law of learnings repetition but but the uh, uh, glory of God is what we need in the church today more than anything in the world I believe we've geared church wrong we've got the cart before the horse we got the cart in here but we don't got the horse to pull it I mean uh, we've geared church to make it all for people but what we should do is gear church for the presence of God to be in here and the people will come to the the presence of God. Their lives will change and turn over the glory and presence of God. When you get the, the Shekinah glory that we sing about in here, people will walk in and get healed. and They'll walk in and get delivered. They'll get under conviction. They'll get in or they'll get out and talk about us when we leave. But I'm telling you, what we need today is the spirit of Almighty God in the house. Amen. That That's what we we need that's what I want I want fire amen and, and and I want you to notice this morning I didn't say if the fire falls, uh huh. I said, "When the fire falls, it, it's not really." A, I don't. I don't wish for the fire to fall. I don't hope for the fire to fall. I want a when to happen. Amen. I I want a when to happen right now. When it falls, and there is a formula to get the when to happen. We need it to happen right here and right now. I wish I had a little witness out there, but we do. We need a, a now time. We need a when in the now. It right. here Greenbrier, Arkansas this world needs to know that our God lives and this world needs to know that the God of the Bible is the God that we serve. Amen. I'm telling you we that this world needs to understand that the creator of the heaven and the earth is the God of the Bible. It's not a Muslim. It's not an ism. It's not a Buddha. It's not a man. It's God almighty. The one that wrote this book right here and this God can and will answer by fire uh-huh but he we got to do our part in order to get him to do mm-hmm. there's a win there's a win to it no doubt about it and, and and so i don't know about you but i want the win to happen in my church and in my life Am I at the right place tonight, y'all? Looking at me like a baby calf, staring at a new gate. And I know we got Oklahoma people here today, but they need to take it back and get God back into us again. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. Well, (laughs) oh my, I'm in trouble now. I'm, I'm. Meddling, meddling, meddling. Well, this text and uh, the, the old brother Elijah—he is one of the most interesting preachers and man of God I've ever I've ever read about. And 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 when you think about him, I mean, we don't have any history about Elijah. We don't know how he was raised. We don't know his upbringing. We don't know his family history. We don't know much about him. He just kind of like burst on the scene. And and and, and it says uh, uh, he, uh, Elijah the Tishbite. Uh, he was of the inhabitants of. Of Gilead, and and he came to Ahab, and he said, "As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there will not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word, according to my word." You know, most of us are living by the words that come out your mouth. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah 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 reason why mountains can move because they made of words and and when you speak you're acting like God everything that was created God spoke it into existence and I don't want to get to meddling too much but I looked up Elijah's name just like I did Titus and Elijah's name means God is Jehovah and so uh, Elijah represented God the true and living God and, and, and then and he was a Tishbite and, and, and so I looked that up and that means recourse. Now I didn't have a clue what recourse meant but so I went a little deeper and I looked up recourse and it means a source of help in a difficult situation and so when Elijah showed up and he 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 was he brought recourse with him and, and, and he showed up to help. He was a source of help in a difficult situation and so ladies and gentlemen I just I just want you to know that I have showed up today as a representative of Jehovah, <laughs> the God of the Bible, and I believe that in our difficult situation, that I got some answers to your questions today. You know, the Elijah was in a in a peculiar situation. They were in a famine. They were in a dry spell. They were in a terrible situation. Kind of looks a lot like the world that we live in and a nation called America is in a terrible situation. Our leadership in America does not represent who we are and what we stand for. Uh, I'm just telling you, it's worse than Ahab and Jezebel up there running the thing in my eyes. I mean, but but I will tell you that if God can save some of them wicked kings in the Bible, one named Manasseh comes to my mind that, that was so awful, offered his own kids up in the church house, set up idols, and the 1-900 psychic hotline, right, to give them the church's phone number. I mean, done, oh, it, he repented, and God forgave him, and so that gives me hope today that if God can get a hold of Ahab, Manasseh and, and, and at least squeeze them to where they repent some, that means there's hope for America still yet. That tells me Biden and, and, and Kamala and all them crooked people that's running this country, they don't repent. They're going to, have to screw them in the ground when they die. they so crooked. I'm telling you, we've got the wickedness running our nation. They don't know if you're a man or a woman. They don't know. I mean, they're calling us creatures. I guess if you don't know what gender you are you and, you and you're blind you can feel your way through but if you're not blind you can look down and figure it out or look in a mirror you ought to be able to tell which way you was born Lord help me I'm not let, let me not get to meddling too bad but there's a famine in America there's a famine. In America, it, it's dry. It, it's awful. America's representing uh, uh, what we represent to the world from America today is not what the founding fathers founded this nation to represent at all, whatsoever. And and and, and, and you know, I've always thought as the world turns, that's the way the church turns. But actually, that's not true. Uh, the the truth of the matter actually is, it's how the church turns. It's how they're. Working world turns. Amen. And and we don't have to we can't really blame Washington because church folks put them up there. help me now God we we can't really blame America because the church has been so dry and so dead and so mixed up and messed up that's why we got a mixed up messed up government and a mixed up messed up world that we are living in y'all don't have to shout I didn't come to make you happy cause y'all not voting on me and if you run me out of town this time I will make it look like a parade amen and I'm leading the thing out the door but Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, I believe that as as the church goes, the world goes that the church is in. If the church is doing its part in the community and in the families that are in right here, th- this thing will turn around toward the church thing. If enough church people would, would would get behind the true and living God and do it right, they wouldn't be having ball games on Wednesday night or Sunday, wouldn't they? Having church revival would shut down ball games instead of ball game shutting down, y'all just go ahead and shout if you want or just say oh me or just look at me. (laughs) But as the church goes is how the world goes. How many of y'all think that the book is still the same? And it says judgment begins where? at the house of God everything, revival begins at the house of God and and, and listen, everything begins, I mean if there's an awakening, it'll begin right here at the house of God if healing takes place, it'll start right here at the house of God if deliverance takes place, it'll happen right here, or it can go the other way, if you're in bondage it'll happen right here, if you're in sickness or heresy or or sin, uh, it, it can Happen right here. And so, if there's a famine in the land, that tells me it starts right in the house of God to start with. Jesus said that that church is exactly what you make it. He said, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all people, but you have made it into a den of thieves. Uh, My God, what we have made the church out to be today, it ought to be, it's sickening in the eyes of God. We've got homosexuality shows pastor and churches. According to the word of God, that's an abomination. We're trying to change the way people live. They're trying to do away with a family that God started out. God borns you one way. That's the way you have to be. I'm sorry you didn't get to make your choice. I mean, if I could make some choices, I would change a few things. I would have been from New York City. I would have sound dignified when I spoke. I would be affluent. I would be a little taller. And I would have a foot that I could buy from the men's department shoes. I wouldn't have to buy my suits at Toys R Us, and they went out of business. I mean, there's lots of things I might would change. I probably would have picked a different family to be raised in. But I just didn't get to make that choice. I I, I didn't get to choose whether I was a he or a she. I was born this way. Uh, God put me where he wanted me to be. He raised me the way he wanted me to be raised, and I can't help it. I'm an archie all the way to Texarkana. I can't help it. I, I tried to mess them up. I preached a revival in uh, Ohio for uh, Brother White, and and, and and it was uh, amazing. He introduced me, and I got up there to them. And y'all know, yeah, they live in Ohio. I never preached up north, and, and and oh, I had the time of my life. I got up there right off the bat. I said, my name's Pastor Tony Burrow, and I'm from New York City. <laughs> oh, they just died laughing right there on the spot you know but there's some choices we don't get to make and ladies and gentlemen but we do get to make a choice on what we make the church to be and if we want our nation to turn if we want our lives to turn it's going to start with you if you want Greenbrier to be a Christian city If you want your family to be a family of Christians, it's going to have to start right here with you. Ain't no sense blaming. The blame game's over with, honey. And We're in a teetotal famine in America for the Word of God. And Elijah is here. And, and, And I've come from a place that can give you help in a difficult situation. And what we need today is the fire and the power of God. In the church more than anything that there is in the world. How, to, brother preacher, do we make a win happen? Well, uh, I, I I find it really interesting. This is just an amazing story to me. I love it. Because when Elijah showed up, he was in the middle of the famine with the rest of them. Y'all know he had to live at the brook and the dirty birds fed him for a while. Then he lived at the widow woman's house. And you know, that's an amazing story. She didn't him, believe, believe he was a man of God. I mean, here he is fed her for a whole year and, and had to wait till her son died and he raised him from the dead before she believed he was a man of God. Ain't that amazing? Been with her a year, lived with her and seen him every day. I, and I'm intrigued how, how people look at pastors and think, well, that ain't a man of God. You ought, They living in the same stuff you you are they're tempted with the same things you are they're going through the exact same thing you go through but yet they don't they don't oh no 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 no. the man of god's just like everybody else you know no no uh, uh, they, they go through the same stuff but yet if you got a true man of god you ought to believe him when, when when he stands behind the pulpit you ought to believe every word that falls out of his mouth if it's backed up by that book right there the word of the Lord came to Elijah. He went to Ahab in a difficult situation, and, and, and he said, <laughs> Ahab looked at him right off the bat, There's the blame. You're the blame for all this mess. And you know, I found out when it's dry in the church, the preacher's the first one catches it. Isn't it always the preacher's fault? Huh? Well, that church could be better if that preacher would preach better. You know that if he would do things this way, and you know he he, he ain't nothing like Brother Burrow was. Well, he ain't supposed to be. He don't even got my name. And 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 I mean, you know, and, and and I just wish to. Well, if you want a better pastor, why don't you pray for the one you got, and you probably get a lot better one. Oh well, it's that pastor's fault. I wish to God he would make some difference. And then, and then, well, if it's not that, brother, brother, pastor, it goes well. Well, it's that board. They just let him do anything and everything there is to do. And and, and I mean, you know, they it's I will. I will, You know, well, you ought to. Pray. Well, it's the deacons' fault. And if it's not the deacons, it's the worship leader. It's got to be. I mean, I would. They change them song. It's just blame this and blame that. Y'all know that's in human nature y'all know that because in the in the first part of Genesis when God made Adam and and had to get him a helpmate and slayed him in the spirit and took a real bow and made him a, a, a you know a helpmate when he come out of that holy ghost slumber and looked at Eve all he could say was whoa whoa man whoa I mean you know he he done he done fell in love and and, and and you know I mean he just did that whoa is all he could say and that's why women's name women amen wo whoa and and, and and so, and th- th- but when he got his hand caught uh, eating the forbidden fruit, you know what he said? He said, oh, God, it's this woman that you gave me done it. Amen. I, Lord, They throw her under the bus and run over her. I mean, it, it ain't me. It's the woman. Y'all notice her eyes wasn't even open until that hard-headed man ate it. Uh, uh, she may have been deceived, but he willfully done it, and their eyes wasn't even open until he, he ate. But, no, it's the woman that made me do it. And, and then, God goes to Eve and it's the devil that made me do it. The devil can't make you do nothing, honey. All the devil can do is tempt you and try you. If you're doing it, you're doing it because you want to and you, you need to quit blaming this and blame. The blame game's over. What we need to do is draw a circle and say, God it's me standing in the need of prayer. Lord, I'm the wet sack that's putting the fire out in the church. God, get me right so that we can have a move of God in this place <laughs> blaming the preacher and you ain't paying your tithes blaming the deacon board and got cigarettes out there in your car oh god the children pastor's not right and you've been looking at stuff you know you shouldn't on that computer well oh, ain't you glad I'm here now Aren't you glad I'm not your pastor now? (laughs) I'm not today. (laughs) I'm not today. It's in our nature to blame. But we need to throw that right out the window. We blame our raising. We blame our parents. We blame what we don't have, what we should have. We blame everything there is to blame. But listen, what you ought to do is just blame yourself. Because all that blaming ain't going to help you do anything. And the only way you'll ever change, you can't change nobody else anyway. What you need to do is work on you. Let God work on you. And so I want you to just look at your neighbor and say, He's preaching to you today. (laughs) Right straight to you, no, uh-huh, uh huh, yeah, right to you. He ain't preaching to your neighbor today. He's preaching to you today, right? I mean, you and you need to quit blaming. You need to keep looking. You you, you just need to say it's me today, God. If this if, if if my family gets saved, it's on me. If this if this world changes, it's on me. If you put that responsibility on you, it might change the way you're living and what you are doing. Listen, honey, we don't. The church shouldn't be blaming the government. They ought to be blaming ourselves for what we've allowed to happen. The government wouldn't be doing what it was doing if the church wasn't doing what she was doing. Well, just come on. And I know I'm speaking as a whole, all right. But I'm speaking to you today. I'm I'm the man of God today that come with some recourse. Some source of help in a difficult situation. How many of you think we need some help this day and time? Elijah met with Ahab and he said he said, all right, I'll tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna have a little contest and we're gonna we're gonna see if God is God will serve him. If the Baals are God will serve them. And and, and and he comes up and says, and it's eight hundred and fifty to one. There's, there, there, there's 400 prophets of the bell, 450 prophets of the grow, and, and it's 851 to, to one is the chances of Elijah coming out there even alive, but much less winning. And, 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 and you know, if you look at our situation, that's about what it is today, I would say. Everybody's again in the church. I mean, uh, everything. They they, they, they cater to Muslims and they want to shut us down. They want to do everything to us. The odds are totally against us whatsoever. There's no way we can win. If I, I'm not a gambler. never was. I had to work too hard to get it. But how many of you would bet on something 850 to 1? No, not one. No. But listen, if God is on your side, it's, it's a whole different story. And, and, and how many of y'all believe that our God is the true and living God? He's the healer. He's the deliverer. He's the baptizer. He's the forgiver of sins. He is able to do exceeding abundantly. But why halt ye between two opinions? Listen, it's time we quit straddling the fence and coming to church acting one way and living different at home and different out in the world. It's time we make up our mind whose side we're on. And it's time we get about the Father's business. Elijah said, why halt ye between between two opinions if God be God let's serve it let's quit acting like it and let's just get about it and do it let's just go on and get real with it because heaven is real and hell is just as real as heaven eternity is coming death is gonna get every one of us we need to make a show in these last days I want to see America turn back to God I want to see my city turn back to God. I've been praying during this fasting and prayer. We're fasting and praying this whole month. And, and, and uh, I, I've been praying, God, make it literally impossible to go to hell from Texarkana. God, this is my city. You brought me here. Let me be the source in this difficult situation. Let my church be the light that, can't, that everybody has to see. That the blessings of Abraham is on us, that every family in this whole region down here will be blessed because my little church is out there on the edge of the town in the woods. uh, But we are that voice crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I believe our God is the answer. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And I want people to see and know Him today. I want His glory. That fire God, when it fell, the people turn to the Lord their God. If the fire would start falling here and then it jumped down there to Little Rock and people start, all start turning to God, is that what you want? How many got lost loved ones? How many got lost friends? How many? Oh, yeah, everywhere, everywhere. We all got them. I, I, I don't want this baby to be raised in a heathenistic society. That don't even, can't even tell you if you're a man or a woman. I mean, if I read the Bible right, I'm not judging anybody. But when homosexuality becomes rampant, that's the straw that breaks the camel's back, look to me like. That's the last thing before judgment comes. How many of you want China troops walking on American soil? A rocket man blowing up um, Conway. Huh? How, how, how many do y'all not think that if God judged them people, He won't judge us? America's about lost their mind. The only reason we've been protected is because we're, we've got the because our God is the one made us where we were at. Well, let me let me. I said I wasn't gonna be long. And, what's this minus mean? Does that mean how? Okay, I'm watching that clock. Amen. (laughs) Elijah said, let's have us a contest. And the God that answers by fire, let's let him be God. I want ours to answer by fire. Fire represents his glory, his presence, his power, his anointing. That's what. I, I, that's what I want. He said, uh, "Here's what we're gonna do. We going we gonna we we're gonna, we're gonna get us a couple of bulls, and you can go first. And and we're gonna kill the bulls. We're gonna put them on the altars. And the God that answers by fire is the God that we will serve. Well, they 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 uh, got them a bull, and they killed it, and they hollered and they screamed and they and you know and and." I, I, I don't know. I just love Elijah because I could see myself doing the exact same. I would. I wish they could interview me up there on CNN or get me up there to Washington, Brother Foster, to one of them them nuts that believes there's not no thing as a God or anything, and 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 ask me. Well, I, I you know tell me that they believe that man come from a monkey. You know, I mean that I could just. It, it just makes me want to mock and make a little fun. But Elijah started making money. He said, "Well, cry a little louder. Maybe his hearing aids ain't on." You know. And, and and maybe he's out uh, on vacation. He's at Branson, and he he ain't li- or he's chasing. He's chasing a woman or something. You know what I mean? And they just cutting and blood flying, and they are hollering and screaming, and, and and he's mocking them. You know, it makes me want to mock thinking, dear God, they can't even figure out if you're a man and woman, and they leading this nation. <laughs> they can't balance their checkbook. What well, they need, Sister Burra up there running that, honey. She will I, she will teach you right quick. It's just two sentences you need to know if your money's funny. You. You pay your ties, and then you learn this right here. I had to learn it. I've been learning it most of my married life. No, and not now, Amen. How <laughs> I many y'all know we have to balance our checkbook, or they'll lock us up. We are lock all them Congress people up. Look how far they've got us in debt, and can't pay it, and still spending, and ain't got it. You can't do that. Well, you can on the credit card, but believe you me, they're going to get you for it's over with. I had open heart surgery, and I got the first bill, and I looked at it, $69,900. I said, well, hon, they saved my life, and I guess I'm going to spend the rest of it in the penitentiary because I can't pay this. I'd like to mock and make fun when, when they say man comes from a monkey. If that was happening, it'd still be happening, and they'd have one pinned up somewhere. You know, I mean, don't it? Ain't it crazy to somebody with some sense at what's going on? But the book says they done that until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. How many of y'all believe we're living in the last days? How many of you really believe Jesus could come today? he could come tonight. He could come right now while I'm preaching. Everything is lined up and ready. That means we're at the right time because the book says in the last days I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. And so in order to make a win happen, the first thing Elijah did was repair the altar of the Lord in the house of God. If we're going to see real fire in our church, and listen, it's going to happen somewhere, and I just say it might will happen with me. God's walking up and down the earth seeking, searching, looking for somebody to show himself strong to. And I'm waving my flag saying, God, I'm fasting and I'm going to turn this house into what it's supposed to be. A house of prayer. My church is going to be open every night in January if you want to come pray. And and we've turned Wednesday night in nothing but prayer meeting. Now, I'm telling you, I'm praying in the morning and I'm praying at night time. we got to repair the altar of the Lord. If you ain't praying you'll be straying a straying man will quit praying and a sinning man will quit praying but a praying man honey if you will pray the devil won't have nothing on you honey and not, and he won't be able to deceive you either what you need what we if we're going to see fire we're going to have to have an altar service with some people that know how to pray today That's the first thing he done. If you believe it's the right time, the first thing we're going to have to do is find us a place and start praying. we got to repair the altar of the Lord. The fire of God don't just happen. If it, if it did, it would be happening every church in America right here today. But it only happens, if, the when only happens is when them people which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. Not talk about it, but get in here and do it. The only way you can teach somebody to pray, you can't stand up in a pulpit and do it. You need to let them hear you pray and see you pray. And I'm telling you, them two right there will do it. So the first thing they did was repair the altar. Well, the great men of God made an altar everywhere they went. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. And how many of y'all want this church to be great? First thing you're going to, have to do is make it a house of prayer. And you need to pray together. And quit saying it's his, it's his responsibility. God gave you your family. God gave you your life. He gave you your friends. And so it's going, it, it might be you that God's waiting on before he saves them. That's good whether you like it or not. And not only did he he repair an altar, he dug a trench all the way around it. Mm. He made it. He separated it like an island. He made it all by itself. So you, you can't you don't just come up in here and pray publicly. You gotta have a, a a place where you pray privately, separated, secret place. Enter into your closet and 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 you know reason people don't pray good at churches and they can't pray five minutes. Me and brother Drew talk till three thirty in the morning and four o'clock in the morning. And after thirty minutes praying, I'm I'm having to go off in tongues for a while. but you ought to pray to God like you had not seen Him or talked to Him in a long, long time. You can stay up all night and do it then. When have you ever heard of an all-night prayer meeting? Oh, these young people don't even know what I'm talking about. One of the greatest preachers in America was B.H. Clendon. And I I listened to him one time. He said, I had a all-night prayer meeting. He said, my church was running 400. He said, I had 40 in there. He said, I was walking around like a bandy rooster with my chest. I said, Lord, look at this. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. And I got 40 of them up in here praying, calling on you. And he said, Clendon, you've only got 40 ready, rapture ready out of 400. All, it was the only ones you got that's going to make the rapture out of 400. He said, that just put the pen in my little balloon, let all the air out of it it right there but I mean what if God what, what if this pastor called all night prayer meeting I just wonder how many of us would come I'm just saying and, and, and I wonder have, have you got a place you get alone with God every day by yourself you and him Elijah separated that altar and then I'm going to tell you something else he did he killed a bull you notice he picked it he picked a bull he could have picked a dove or a lamb or a goat but he picked a bull and, and, and I believe he, the reason God had him do that was for you and me because we've got some of the bullheadedest people that's ever lived on earth in the church today including me I believe my head's harder than Ezekiel's at times but he put the bull on the altar and it's time for us to put the bull on the altar and I want you to notice, it was the evening sacrifice, not the morning. They, they offered a, a morning sacrifice and an evening sacrifice. And the evening sacrifice, they didn't just kill the bull. They cut him up in little bitty pieces. The, it was a whole burnt offering in the morning. In the evening, they, didn't, they killed him and they cut him up. Boy, this is getting it's going over, God. I can feel it. <laughs> feel the love coming to me right now. Well, see, Jesus is the whole burnt offering. But uh, I didn't come just to kill you today. I come to cut you up in little bitty pieces. Y'all know hard-headed kids. Some people say, I wish my, head, my kid wasn't so hard-headed. That's, uh, it's a good thing if they're hard-headed and they're turned the right way. But if they turn the wrong way, it really shows, don't it? Yeah, same way if they're turned the right way, it really shows. And so I believe that's why I'm talking to bull-headed people right now. And I didn't come just to key. I come to cut you up in little bitty pieces because most of us come to the altar and we'll, we'll, we'll put, we can't, we're too big to get it all up on there. We'll, we'll, we'll lay most of it up on there, but yet we'll hold a grudge and we'll keep a little piece of jealousy and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll remember what she said and what happened at the last place and doc. And the fire don't ever hit that because we're too big to get it all up on the altar. And so today, I'm just going to not just kill you. I want to cut you up in little pieces, and I want it all up on there today. I want to leave here today knowing I'm right with God. Everything about me, my past, my present, what happened to me, what didn't happen to me. I was raised in a divorce. I was raised a poor boy. I still ain't got no money today hardly, but uh, I mean, you know, oh God, I'm I'm, going to put it all up on there and let's just deal with it right here and right now and let's just settle it, draw a line in the sand and say God, I want all that blood to hit every piece of my life. I ain't holding nothing back no more. I want to I die to myself today. I want to pick up that cross and carry it where I'm supposed to go. You save your life, you lose it. You, you lose your life, you'll save it. And I want to give him all of it back. Because some of us, we give it to him once, but we take parts back. That means we got it a little bit too big on the altar there. I'm about to close. Are y'all about ready for it? Yeah, I can tell. He he repaired the altar. It's at the right time. He repaired the altar. He dug a trench around it. He separated it. He killed him a bull, cut him up, put him on there. And they're in a famine. And he pours 12 barrels of water on that sacrifice. Where did he get 12 barrels of water? They did not have no water. And water was more... It was worth more than money. Water was literal life. If they don't have water, you die. And he's pouring it out on a dead bull on an altar. The most important commodity they had at that time. And so what does that represent? I asked God one day, I said, Lord, why? I was evangelist. Why do you send me to the deadest, driest Churches in the whole United States of America. Why don't you write Ikebog over them? Why do you send me? And he said, son, he said, have you heard? I said, why are they still open? I don't know why most churches are still open. Yes, I do. I'm finna to tell you why. But I wonder, why, how, can, how can they go to church week after week? And it's dead and it's, uh, it's I, I'm talking about you powdered up and it's just like a hot August. Di- I mean, it just was, go to the funeral home. You can feel more life in there than in some. I mean, dead bull. And God said, well, he said, son, he said, if they're pouring water on it, no matter how dead it is, how hopeless, how lifeless it looks, if they pouring a little water on it, if they singing my word, if they're still talking my word, Paul says we're sanctified by the washing of the water by the word <laughs> there's still hope for it and so there's still hope for it if they still pouring out a little bit of the of water I thought okay he said that's why I'm sending you to the deadest driest place he said the deadest driest wood if you just get a little oil on it and get it burning it'll burn the longest make the hottest fire and leave more evidence that there's been a fire than any kind of green and dry uh, green wood that you can cut and I thought yeah I, okay I got it I got it and so Elijah is pouring water on it and I want to ask you how many times you read that Bible through since you've been saved how much water are you pouring on your sacrifice how many times have you really literally read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation there's people that's been saved in our churches for years and have never read the Old Testament or the New Testament Ooh, God wrote one book in the whole wide world and we don't got time to read it we can read the newspaper. We can Facebook. We can, uh, what else do we do today? We Instagram. I don't know what that is yet. <laughs> we used to tweet or Twitter. Now it's Tick and Talk. And, and, and we can, uh, yeah. yeah. They tick a while and they talk a while. I mean, you know, it's just. We got time to watch the whole series of Rockford Files. Woo, one mess, monk. <laughs> but know all about Perry Mason and Paul Drake. and Yeah, but what about Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy? What is God going to say to you when you stand before me? So I wrote one book in the whole wide world, not a library, not, and, and you didn't have time to read it. How much water are you pouring on your stuff? Boy, it's getting quiet now, now. Well, this is the first of the year. You can change that right here and right now. By this time next year, you can have read that Bible all the way through. And I'm going to give you a Bible reading program. And I'm going to give it to you from a Rhodes Scholar. And, and uh, if you'll read five chapters a day, any which way you want to split it up, five chapters a day. Take you 15 minutes if you're a slow reader. And if you're fast, probably 10 and it don't matter you can start in Genesis I start in Genesis Job and Matthew and, 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 and put, you, put you three markers and read two and one and, and, and two or, or three and whatever however which way you want to do it read a little of the old and then that'll get you into Psalms and then and then in the new and, and, and by this time next year you'll be read that thing through one time and you ought to put a mark in the back of your Bible and say 2023 one time I read that Bible through I'm telling you it's an accomplishment but if you don't pour the water on it you see, uh, we got people in churches today that's living wrong lifestyles because they're perishing for lack of knowledge, because they hadn't poured enough water on them to know, and 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 so they literally want to be right with God, but they can't be right with God with the lifestyles because they're 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 ignorant and unlearned because they've not read the word. Well, just go on preach with me now. I mean, if you a preacher, you better be preaching the word of God. That's what you got to give people the word of God. That's what. Changes lives. And, and so he poured out 12 barrels of water. They tell me, I, this was years ago, that, that, the, that the American church spends a whole 60 seconds a day praying and a whole 60 seconds a day reading the Word. As an average overall. Listen, that makes me want to cry. But I see why America is the way she is on them, on them kind of numbers. And that was back 15 years ago. I ain't no telling what it is today. Don't even know what a Bible is. I mean, help me. That preacher, he got all that ready, and the wind began to happen. He stood back and just prayed a little short prayer, just a little old bitty verse. And when he, when he prayed, fire fell. See, if you pray a long time in, in secret, it don't take much public prayer to get God to move. And God let the fire fall, and I want you to look at your Bible and see what it says. It says it burned up the sacrifice. I understand that. How many y'all ever? I like my steaks well done. Amen. And it burned it all up. It says that it burnt the sacrifice. It licked up the water. I boil water when I make oats, and I mean I I get that. And 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 it says it. It burned up the water. It burned up the sacrifice. But it also says it burned up the rocks and licked up the dust. And I'm like, wait a minute. Now, that's something I ain't never seen before. There. I ain't never seen a rock burn up. I've had a lot of campfires. That, uh, how many of y'all Royal Rangers ever seen a rock burn up? That don't happen. And and dust, you can just barely see it. And But yet it went to move it. And when the fire fell, the people turned and fell on their face and said, the Lord, he is the God. When the fire of God starts Falling. It'll fall on a sacrifice. And, and, and it'll fall on that water that you have put on that altar but if you don't put it on there the wind will not happen and, and, and if you'll put the if you'll put that on there and when you do that stuff will start happening that you wouldn't dream could happen <laughs> rocks will start moving then lord lord why well, talking about rocks preacher i'm talking about people's heads it's harder than your bullhead amen I, i'm talking about your loved ones that never would darken a church will start moving toward it stuff you can't even see will begin, uh, begin to take. God will move stuff out of your way where you can Say Doorposts will begin moving. When the fire of God begins to fall, people will get healed you never thought could be healed. At The doctors condemned to die and God said, no, they're in the presence of life right now and they come alive. When the fire falls, honey, stuff will move you never dreamed would move. Stuff you couldn't see, it'll open right up for you. God will show people, he's God in this day and time. I got a whole bunch more, but I got to quit. I'm past my time. But uh, I will tell you, when the fire of God falls in a church, you'll hear about it. You'll hear about it. You'll hear about a move of God every time. And the only way we're going to ever get a a real move of God and hang on to it is if we do what we got to do to get the win to happen. When the fire of God falls, honey, stuff happens. You can't even quit. Jeremiah said, I'm done with it. But yet after a while, he said, no, I can't. (laughs) He said, fire. Shut up in my bones. When the Holy Ghost fell on the day of Pentecost, it was tongues of fire. (laughs) When we get his glory here, honey, I promise you, your prayers will start getting answered. People just walk in off the street there's something about a fire. It draws every bug in the country. Build a campfire outside in the summertime. it will draw every, every skeeter. You name it, it's coming. Isaiah said, arise and shine, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Kings will come to your brightness. Gentiles will come to your brightness. What we, I know we got enough rangers in here, and so what we need is a fire. You get, that, you get God's fire in here, TFT. And I promise you, every big time preacher in America will want to come here. You won't have to get a product that will skin you almost alive from Texarkana. What we need is the fire, the glory. I can't get off of it. But what I'm looking for is there somebody with their mind made up in January 2023? God, I'm going to come present myself to you, living sacrifice today. I'm going to give you what I got, Lord. Cut me up. I want to get it all on here. I want to deal with my issues. I want to serve you with everything I got. I want you to hit me with the fire. I want you to burn up. burning me what's in me. Cook me, God. Let me boil. But I want to see rocks start moving too. I want to see dust start flying. I want you, God, more than anything. We had a revival a few months ago. And, and uh, we always go pray in the morning times. And then we prayed the an hour before church. I'd pray twice a day. And I thought, dear God, I need to do this every day, every day. It just got me so close to Him. And I want His presence. The whole earth waiting on the manifestations of the sons of God. The earth knows what the glory's like. Most church folks don't. Most church folks don't know what the glory is like. To have His presence so strong the minister can't even stand have his presence so so strong you go out in a vision and have visions and revelations how many of you would like to see somebody's leg grow out people jump up out of wheelchairs and demons cast out that only happens that I see in the Word of God is if there's an altar repaired, sanctified, something dead on it and water being poured on it. Book of Acts, that first church, they were praying, waiting on a promise. They didn't even know what they was waiting on. At least we know what we can look for. They didn't have a clue. Jesus said, "I'm going to send you a promise." they waited in an upper room and prayed. They didn't sing, they didn't preach, they prayed. What are you going to do in 2023? I'm asking you, do you really want fire? It's not up to me. It's up to you. What do you want this church to be? What do you want it to be to Greenbriar? You want it to be a blaze of glory? Wouldn't it be amazing if they drove by and they went and called the fire department to come put the fire out on top of the red roof TFT because there's a fire burning on top. The- Telling you. I'm closing. Did I say that already? I think I did. When I moved to North Florida Rock and, and started pastoring a church up there, I come from the country. And, and the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life fire trucks went by just about all the time and nobody chasing them and it just blew my mind because if a fire truck was heard anywhere around where I live man everybody followed the fire truck because they wanted to see a fire but up there it's just like and I asked them about it they said well it's so common that people don't even care no more and I think that's the way the church used to be but today there's no fire at all and church is exactly what we make it to be. God will go with us as far as we'll go with Him but I'm telling you He's looking for you He sent me today to give you a little recourse a source of help in this difficult situation we find ourselves in. If we don't do something, our children and grandchildren may be fighting Chinese people right here on the streets of Greenbrier. They may be Russians invade. Not New York, Conway, Greenbrier. I don't want that on my watch. How about you? I don't want Greenbrier I don't want Texarkana to be a place anybody can go to hell from when it's my responsibility. And I can do something about it. Are you ready to do something about it? Stand with me. Father God, I thank you for TFT. Lord, I meant what I said. You know I pray for this church every day. Every time I pray, I pray for TFT, Lord, They're special to us, Cindy and I, Lord. You use them to heal us up. You use them to help us. This has been the one of the most wonderful places we have ever pastored. God, I've been hearing good reports, but I want to hear about fire. I want to hear about your glory. I want Brother Drew to call me and say, Brother Tony, we've we laid in the floor for hours because the presence of God is so strong. My children is seeing the glory of God. God is changing things in Greenbrier, Brother Tony, because of His glory. The only way I see that can happen is if somebody will fix an altar. If somebody will make a commitment. If somebody will really do it. Put it all on the line. God, let it be TFT. In Jesus' name. I'd like every head bowed and every eye closed for just a minute.